Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have a very special guest, Amy Hultons. Amy, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. Yeah, I've like I said, I've been trying to get somebody in your field for quite a while, but unfortunately, you guys are all really busy because mm-hmm. uh, I found a lot of people are busy because post-pandemic, you know, all those projects got pushed back, and you know, and, which I totally get. But yeah, it's been very hard to get people. Um, you know, in terms of audio media, as well as visual as well. I have a, a couple of directors and actors, actresses and producers. I have some you know, different people in different fields. Everybody's just so swamped. So it kind of just seems like we're, you know, always just getting authors and stuff because they're, you know, usually the ones that are, you know, doing the writing or you know, the, the, the forefront stuff. And you guys are doing all the other things. You know, That's surprising end, so. to me, though, because uh, most actors I know would never turn down any kind of self-promotion. So. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, I'm, it's it's crazy. Me. Comics, comics, writers uh, in particular, I found artists have been really hard, just artists in general. So I'm really I'm really struggling. So if you or anybody else who knows anybody, please send them my way because I've been trying yeah. to interview and, you know, I've been getting all these cool, you know, offers with uh, students of mine. We're doing a lot of videography stuff and. Uh, doing a lot of filming, editing and stuff. So they're teaching me a lot of really cool stuff where pretty soon I'll just be able to like, you know, do this and something pops up or whatever. Another video enters, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I can do a lot of visual stuff. But, you know, I, I'd love to start doing some artists, you know, or just just different people. And it's yeah. been very hard to get different mediums to come on. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting. I've been told a lot that I, I'm I'm all full with, um oh, you know, with uh, with slots and stuff. I'm like, well, I don't need art. I'm just trying to help you sell art or or whatever, you know. So yeah, it's been it's been very interesting to try and get <laughs> uh different different fields on here other than just authors and writers. So it's been yeah, Wild. it's been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really glad to have you on because I feel like I've been trying to talk to somebody in your field. We have a few fields uh that we'll talk about today. So I've been trying to get yeah. somebody on for a while. So I'm so, so happy to have you on um and be able to ask these questions today. So thank you so much. Sweet. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So your website, which I love, by the way, because I'm a huge website nerd, uh, says you are an actor, accent nerd, and narrator. So what has your experience in these fields been like so far in your career? Yeah. So um, I've been an actor. Um, gosh, I've been acting professionally since college. Um, I started Gosh, yeah. I, I started my freshman year getting equity membership credit points um, at oh, the Shakespeare wow. Theater of New Jersey. Um, oh, that's cool. And I went, it was on the campus of Madison. Um, I, I went to Drew University. So on the oh, campus okay. of Drew University is the Shakespeare Theater of New Jersey. They're not really affiliated with the, the college, mm. but um, they invited me to intern there. And I just started taking classes with them in the summer and, and performing in tiny, tiny little parts on their stage. And I kind of worked my way through the ranks and um, like I did their apprenticeship. And then my senior year, I did their touring non-union company. Um, also on the, at the time, there was the Playwrights Theater of New Jersey was also on the campus of Drew University and that they did contemporary oh, okay. plays. So I also interned with them um, and I was I was in readings very small parts or reading stage directions in brand new plays. Um, but I was around professional actors who were from New York because Madison, New Jersey is only like 45 minutes from New York City. So oh, okay. I, I got that. to meet all these New York City actors and these professionals, and I just fell in love with it. Um, so I, I studied theater arts. I was a theater arts and a Spanish language and literature double major. And I was this close oh. to having a music minor. But um, I had almost enough credits, and I thought, you know what, Amy, it's fine. You don't need a music minor. <laughs> a 
double majors enough. Um, and I did theater yeah, yeah, in college yeah. and um, I did theater in high school. I did, um, gosh, I did dinner theater in high school. Um, it, it, my senior year, I did a production of Gypsy, <laughs> oh, which was cool. like my first review I ever got. Um, Cause I played three different roles and the person in the audience didn't, the reviewer didn't know that I was the same actor in all three little parts that I did. That's awesome. <laughs> and so they mentioned me in the review, which is just really funny. I grew up in a really small rural area in Maryland. Mm. Um, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't really professional theater uh, available mm. to me where I grew up, but there was this little dinner theater and there was high school theater. Um, yeah, and so fast forward, I, I graduated from college. I had some some classical theater uh, productions on my resume. And I just, I moved to New York City with my, some friends from college and we had a three bedroom apartment and in Astoria and I started auditioning and it was really uncomfortable. It was really like, kind of <laughs> like, what am I doing here? I, I, I'm a, from rural Maryland. I'd never lived in a city, uh, but you know, like I adapted and I started instantly getting callbacks and booking things, non-union at first. Um, mm. And then, you know, I did non-union tours and then I joined Equity. I joined the, the Actors Union. So I just, I did theater. I did, I did a lot of regional theater um, and some mm. New York theater um, for years. And up until 2019, when um, my friend Lori Prince, who's an amazing narrator uh, and actor, she lived in my building at the time. And she was like, Amy, you can make money from audiobooks. You can record them mm. from home and it supplements your, your income in between theater gigs. Like you've got to get into this. So she told me to go to the SAG-AFTRA Foundation's voiceover lab. Um, as a member of Equity and a member of SAG-AFTRA, I can access the SAG-AFTRA Foundation. They have classes for free. These resources are oh, all wow. free for, for people in the union. So yeah. um, the SAG-AFTRA Foundation has this amazing voiceover lab in New York City. And in 2019, I just started. I took the orientation. I took classes of like, what equipment do you need? What computer software do you need? how do you record audio <laughs> how does it work what do you need um and i took i took classes like you know technical classes and i also took like kind of like artistic classes meaning like how do you create characters how is you know audiobook narration different from mm. let's say other genres of voiceover like animation or you know um you know video games things like that so yeah. in 2019 i took those classes and for christmas of 2019, my husband said, and in New York City, this is a big deal in a one bedroom apartment. He was like, this closet can be yours. <laughs> this whole closet we can convert into a booth. And that was like for New York City to give up a closet. So, um, so I started to get the equipment that was like, you know, I used any, any money I got or, you know, um, like from parents or things like that, you know, like any little gift cards. And I bought, you know, I bought a little microphone. I bought an interface. Um, I set it up, but I didn't really do much with it until the pandemic happened. Mm. Like four months later, three months later, I lost every single theater job I had. Oh yeah. Everything just stopped. Like all of my jobs were gone. All of them. Um, except I was doing some audio drama work. And they were the only ones asking me to, you know, giving me work. My, it was voiceover work. That was the only work mm. I could get because all of my theater jobs, they, you know, they worked so hard to get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were canceled and um, the productions weren't later remounted. So 
Um, so I jumped into the, to the, the booth and I started learning the software. I use Reaper as my DAW, the digital audio workstation. That's what I use to record. Um, I didn't have an amazing mic, but I had um, a, what is it? A large diaphragm condenser mm. microphone, not like a USB microphone. I had a real, you know, um, large condenser microphone, um, my interface, and I recorded in my closet auditions through ACX, the Audible Creation mm. Exchange. And I started auditioning and I started getting books and I started recording audiobooks just because there was no work. And without that stipend that we got that, um, what was it? The mm. government pandemic uh, insurance. Yeah, without yeah, yeah. that, my husband's an actor too, a theater actor too. Oh, okay. So we, we had nothing <laughs> coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just was like, well, time to, you know, swim or sink. So, so that's my, so theater acting is what I've, is the bulk of what I've done. And I do continue to do theater. Um, so that's the first part of your question is actor. What's my experience been like? Well, I've, I yeah, have yeah. like over 20 years of theater experience. Narrator. Well, I started in 2020 in the spring and, uh, and I've, I have 61 titles on, wow. on audible now. And they're the ones that are available are, are all through independent authors. They're all independent mm -hmm. projects. Um, and in March of this year, I went to a conference. I went to an audiobook conference called APAC, which is the audiobook publisher association associations conference. So I went, so I, for the first time in March, I met people in the industry, like publishers and people who work oh, in production cool. houses. And I, cause I was like, wow, there isn't as much work through the ACX independent, you know, the, the independent work. I wasn't really finding a lot on mm. ACX. Uh, it kind of slowed, it kind of dried up a little bit. So I thought I'll yeah. go to this conference. I'll try to meet publishers, people, casting people from production houses and see. And since then I've been sending out emails and follow-ups and, you know, doing the thing, doing the networking thing. And um, I've started getting work through publishers. I'm not allowed to say oh, anything wow. about them though, until they're yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. And none of them are up for pre-order yet, but I've gotten one, two, three, four, five, seven. I've gotten seven, yeah, seven projects. Oh, wow. um, I've recorded two of them. I'm recording the third one right now. And um, yeah, the rest are happening in like October, November. So so yeah, I and that's great. Working with publishers is fantastic. I love working with the in, indie authors, but it's also nice to work with the publishers as well. Um, yeah. So that's that's the actor and the narrator part. And then the accent nerd is because in theater, you have to. Well, I do a lot of classical theater, um, but you you have to be skilled at dialects. Not everybody is skilled at dialects, but yeah, yeah. I've always always taken to it. And I enjoy studying it. I enjoy studying the vowel and consonant substitutions that you have to make depending on which dialect you're doing. I like, I just, I yeah. love it. That's why I call myself an accent nerd um, <laughs> because it actually kind of relaxes me just to be like, hmm, today I'm going to learn a Liverpool dialect just for fun. Or I'm going to learn a Yorkshire accent just for fun. Cause it's, I don't know. I just, I just kind of love it. I just kind of love being able to change the way I sound and change my palate and Ah, it's just kind of fun. So anyway, that's that's the accent nerd part of it. I do a lot of books with lots of dialects, and I've been in plays where I've done characters from London, you know, from Poland, from Ireland, from Wales. Uh, so I've 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 had to master those dialects in the shows that I've done. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah so that's the, that's the accent nerd so that's the answer to the first question acting oh, accent cool. nerd <laughs> narrator and i kind of feel like accents are kind of what sets me apart a little bit um from other people just because i am a nerd about it i'm not um i wouldn't call myself a specialist you know because I, I don't have like a degree in that <laughs> but i love yeah, yeah. it and i'm a nerd and i have yeah it's just fun for me to learn them yeah oh that's cool Wow, you said a lot of really cool things there. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this. I'm you sorry. said so many things. No, 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 it's good because I I do this so I can learn. Because here's the thing: is that well, first of all, what I'm hearing from our audience is that especially if you're an author, an indie author, you need to book Amy right now. Um, so that was one of the main things that I got. But no, it's it's cool because this is exactly what I want. Because you know, like people like myself, like you know it's kind of hard, you know, to figure out your, you know, your audio book. And, you know, when you particularly when you're an independent author, you know, when you're really trying to find somebody professional, you know, know somebody's background, you know, and I think that it's really good. This is why I wanted to interview you and other, you know, other voice actors yeah. and, you know, people in the industry, because, you know, I think it's really important to know, you know, all, all aspects of it. And even if I can't do that myself, I think it's important, you know, to know, what to look for, you know, in somebody like yourself, um, you know, in terms of quality. And it's the same for, I think, for, you know, cover art and things like that, you know, um, or advertisements, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to deliver a that, professional yeah. product. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people it's good do knowing... judge a book by their cover, by its cover. People do see literally. A book and, yeah, they literally do. Oh. And they, they buy yep. books or audiobooks based on the cover. I mean, yep. or based on like who's narrating them or, you know, I mean, it's or the sample. Yeah. Now you can do the, the sample. And I don't think so people important. realize that. <laughs> yeah. I said this way. I was like audible. That's all you have is your JPEG. You know your blurb and you have the sample i was like so you have to pick somebody that not is just i had a friend who chose somebody like more famous and i'm not going to say names in right. terms of you know like the audible community and acx mm -hmm. or whatever but like wasn't the best fit for them um they got oh. you know a way through it and then you know they you know were kind of having some creative differences things like that and then you know, they figured it out, but they end up getting a new narrator instead. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it was right around the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. And the person was like, that's fine. They weren't really into it, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, it has um, to be the right you know, fit too. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, so, I don't say yes to every book, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. if I really feel like I don't have a connection to it, I'm not going to yeah. do the author any, it's not going to yeah. help me and it's not going to help the author, you know, because if I'm yeah, not yeah. connected to it, the listener isn't going to enjoy it. They're not going to think of yeah. me as a good narrator. The author is not going to help the author. So yeah, I understand like picking a name, but you also have to make sure that that name and there are so many talented, amazing names, uh, narrators who have a great you know yeah. background. But but even them, they they have to connect to yeah. to the material. And I also so. think you bring up a good point, too, is like I think some people like I've had, you know, some voice actors that I've talked to who, you know, I have, you know, they've mentioned to me or to a you know mutual friend. They're like, yeah, like you know, somebody was upset that I did, you know, take their project. And, you know, I think that it's also good for us to know as like authors and writers or whoever, you know, to know that it's not a personal thing. You know, it's again, like you said, like, you know, you, you want to do well with the project. And for both of us, you know, that is a lot of time and money management. And, you know, the, you know, obviously, you know, because, you know, you're committing to that project. And if you're just like, oh, my God, I just need to be done with this. It's like, it's going to take longer, you know, you're not going to get these other projects as quicker, or, you know, you're, it's going to affect the, you know, the quality. And, you know, I think it, it really hampers all parties, you know, so I think Absolutely. it's, it is a, you know, is that it's a co-authoring, you know, I talked about a while back and, you know, I think you'd really, it's just any type of business relationship I think you have for these things. I think it has to be 
you know, really strong because these these are a lot of hours that, you know, everybody's putting in, you know, you oh, guys and especially. Money. So. Yeah, it's time and money. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and also, like, I I kind of curate my own portfolio of, of work. Like, once I started getting audiobooks through independent authors, I started to see what I enjoyed narrating and what I wanted to do more of. And honestly, if the cover wasn't good, the book cover, it didn't really matter how great the book was because people would, you know, casting people, publish, the people would kind of judge me if they look at my portfolio yeah. and all they see are not great covers and not, it just. Well, because you're associated with that product. Exactly. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. So there was a point, and if you scroll through my Audible, like, uh, chronologically from new to, to old, um, there's a shift. There's a clear shift when I decided to prioritize um, yeah, yeah, yeah. a certain type of book. Um, and I don't mean to be snobby about it. It's literally, um, yeah. But, but I was trying to curate a port portfolio. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I've actually know, told audiobook. Oh, yeah. sorry. I've actually no, no, told right authors, now, right? um, you know, like, people who it, like it's their first audiobook and they want to hire me and and I like the book but I really feel like they need a better cover because I want them yeah. to sell this audiobook if they're going to spend so much money to 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 make it money they don't have as independent new authors mm -hmm. I want the audiobook to sell not for my sake but I want them to recoup what they're yeah, spending yeah, yeah. anyway so it's just it's interesting it's yeah yeah. Well, I have people all the time, you know, and they ask me to read something and like I, you know, and I'm not trying to be condescending, you know, and my stuff needs plenty of work. I've been going over this Kindle Velo series over and over and over and over again. And I'm also trying to pre-prep it to be like, like seasons of a TV show on Kindle Ooh. Vela and then I'll print it as an anthology. Yeah. So like every 10 episodes, it's its own season. So I'm really writing it out like way ahead of time, you know, to do certain things to mm -hmm. get people coming back but i'm also pre-planning for someone like yourself to do the narration and you know and i tried telling somebody i'm like i can't they're like well why don't you just put it out there i'm like i'm an independent author i'm like i'm trying to take time for the product i said i'm thinking of not the front end i'm thinking of the back end of this product and you know and i am really taking my time to um save the money to you know get the best logo image as well you know because mm -hmm. a big part of that's going to sell the kindle bella and then it's going to go into, you know, it has to also be a bigger part of, I think, of the actual book cover. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, we take the two characters, but then everything else is a really good cover. So I'm like, well, I really want to take time because then I don't want to have to, you know, produce two covers. Um, so I'm like, I'm just going to do one and then try and have somebody center it. So I'm doing a lot of pre-planning. Um, so but, smart. you know, I said I was, well, you know, and I'm like, this is a business to me, you know, and is, is it fun? Is it great? Yeah. But like, you know, I look at it as, you know, this is a lot of time and money and energy. And, you know, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. But I I was just talking to my econ kids about I'm like, you really have to think, you know, about the front end and the back. And I said, mm -hmm. you know, that's a problem. With a lot of people and I have people come to me all the time. They're like, can you read this? Can you look at this cover? Can you see this? And I'm like, sure. But I was like, I'll be nice about it. But I'm like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think from you know a business standpoint because i'm considering you coming to me you know as as a fellow you know business person and i'm going to tell you you know i had a couple of people do their own audio books which is totally fine i said but you want to like you said you know you want to take some classes you want to talk to some people in the industry you don't want to just go into your car and just start doing it or oh, you know yeah. wherever i'm like 
you know, and like you have way more training than, you know, than most people, you know, in your field, let alone somebody like me. So, you know, I'm just trying to get people to understand that you really, if you're going to do these things, like I am doing years of, like I used to draw my own stuff, right? And hmm. I have a lot of art background and stuff, but now things are way different, you know? So I have to relearn digital art. I have to learn yes. some of the updated things. So it's going to probably take me 10 years to do my own cover at least, you know, or <laughs> advertisement. You know what I mean? But right. like, I tried to tell people like, well, why do it? I'm like, because eventually it'll save me some money, you know, and then hopefully I can make enough to then get better people to do X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I'm trying to explain them like there's a classical training that needs to happen, you know? Um, in terms of that. And I just think some people don't think about that or really think about the end product. So I just, I just want to say to the audience, like, don't take it personally if you're an author and, you know, somebody like Amy is like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Because again, you have to be really selective because it's different. It's different than being an author. You know, and you guys have to be very selective, you know, with your choices, because again, like you said, it's your portfolio and you're going to be judged off of that. So, Which you know, certain harsh. covers I mean, just aren't going to make it. Because I don't it's just, want to it's hurt just the people's market, feelings. Though. I don't want yeah. to, because I know that this is their book baby and I know yeah. that they care so much about it. And I, yep. yeah. So, and, and sometimes I'll, I won't do it because of content or, um, you yeah, know, it's totally. just not a genre, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's not only that. I don't mean to come off as like a snob or something. <laughs> Well, but I, I, you know, I, I talked to my wife about this. I, I, I consider it like, you know, um, cause I, I just, we talked to a buddy of mine about this because, uh, you know, somebody said they don't want to be on my podcast and I was like, I don't take it personally, you know, and I, I don't know exactly what the issue was, but they're like, oh, it just doesn't fit with my image or something. And I'm like, All right, it's fine. I'm like, that's totally fine. But, um, you know, it's, it, and I didn't take it personally, you know, I tend to have a very um, open mind, I guess you, you know, would say I want this to be a very inclusive community. Um, so I was like, okay, so I was like, maybe I need to be more inclusive. Like, I don't know, I, did, I didn't really know, but I kind of just, I didn't take it personally, but I just kind of was like, I've just tried in the future, you know, to get more people to say yes, um, you know, and make it more of something that more people want to do. So I just took it yeah. as kind of a, you know, creative criticism or, or whatever. I still don't know what the issue was, but, um, you know, and <laughs> nobody else after that has said, you know, that in terms of authors. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, but I just think my wife, she's like, well, it's kind of like, you know, you know, did, did you really want to marry the the two previous women before me that you were thinking? I was like, uh, probably not, you know, you know what I mean? And I was like, that's a good point. You know, like sometimes you really need to think like, you know, the, those other opportunities that are lost, you know, I think really lead you to a better opportunity or better people, not in terms of better as in like, you know, if you pass it up there, someone else takes it, they're a better voice actor, but you know, better in terms of, you know, the project or the relationship or the interests. So I think yeah. that makes total sense. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like getting really good stuff on a Tuesday here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not being oh, too like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want any blowback from this. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I, I, you know, I just, and I just want to go over the cover thing again too, because I just, because we brought it up a couple of times the last couple of interviews and, oh really? you know, and yeah. And I, I, I am trying to find a nice way to say like, I, you know, I, we just, so I'm just going to put it out there. Like we just had to pay for a new AC. It's like almost six thousand dollars, uh, but I have a baby, you know, and it's been hot and cold and whatever. And it's like then we had last year we paid for a new furnace. So all my book money. This is why I'm doing Kindle Vela. And I just want to point this out because you know, all of a sudden it was like there was nothing to do, you know. And I, yeah. I was like, I can't pay for edits. I can't pay for yeah. covers. I'm like nothing. I have nothing. I have a baby. I have nothing, mm -hmm. you know, for extra extra income. And my stores for cover art editing is all gone. I got like maybe three fifty left, you know. 
And I'm like, I'm not about to put a little Kindle Vela cover together with three fit. You know what I mean? And I I'm like, I'd rather just wait. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Take my time. And I'm finding creative ways to do things, but not the cover. You know, I'm sending it to author friends and of mine. And that is like who, the biggest thing because people know. will buy something based off the cover. They will make judgments oh. based off the cover. It's like, yeah. and I don't even do book cover art. I don't know anything about what goes into it. Or I just know that people do judge a book by its cover and it's unfortunate. It's 60%, 65% of the advertisement is your book cover. And, yeah. you know, and pe people have to like the cover before they turn your physical book over to get to the blurb. Exactly. You know, and I just don't, or, or to open up the book mm -hmm. and, you know, and to find your blurb. Um, that's just when I point out, I just want to point that out because I think it's just such a good point. And, you know, that's where some people ask me about, I'm like, I'm just taking my time, you know, and People mm -hmm. like, well, you should do a Kickstarter. I'm like, that's great and all. I'm like, but I really need to still generate something, you know. So that's where I'm switching gears and I've switched to Kindle Vela mm -hmm. um, for my first series. And I'm just being patient. And as an indie author, because I really know that I'm making a splash at a particular time and I'm like rapid releasing. But I just think that people need to think like, yeah, you get this baby and you want to get it out there, but you also want to get it out there appropriately. Yes. You know, and even if you have a great cover, you know, again, it might not be something that, you know, you are into, you know, or might, like you said, it might be, you know, time constraints, like all sorts of things. So, yeah, there are all kinds of things that go into it. And, um, yeah. and you, or your other projects, you, you have you know? to be connected to it. You have to yeah. feel a connection to it. Otherwise, yep. you're not the right narrator for the project, uh, the project. And I understand because, yep. like, as a, as an artist, I mean, it all comes down to money. Like, it all, meaning, like, it's so tight. As a creative, no one ever wants to pay creatives. They think that we should just like be happy yeah, like, that we're just getting to air. do yeah. the work. And yep. so many people ask you to do the work for free and they ask you like, and they make assumptions, you know, oh, you should just be grateful. What you shouldn't have to get paid if, it, if you're doing something that you love. And, and it's like, but that's what I do. I'm an actor. It's the only job I have. Like I don't have yep. another job. Like, and I, you know, so, so money is, you want to be smart and you want to budget. Um, and I've worked for like many independent authors and this one author had great success. She was great at marketing and uh, she had a marketing background. And so mm -hmm. those books took off because she invested it in the, in the book covers and the marketing. And I couldn't mm -hmm. believe her first book, how it took off in the series um, and, the, and the subsequent series and, and what, what was different about it. Yeah, it's a great story. It's a great story. But um, man, she was gung-ho with with the marketing and it worked <laughs> like she put in a lot of yeah. money but it it paid off like it returned to her so yeah yeah, yeah you just have to it, it does money is a big deal in the creative community because i know that indie authors most of them don't have it so that's why there are yeah. things like royalty share or royalty share plus you know um i i just did a book that was royalty share plus because um mm. i you know, it, uh, it's a fantasy book. I really liked it. It had an amazing cover. I knew it would sell. And the author has a huge base. Uh, she's mm. got tons of people. She emails tons of people on social media. And I thought, well, this book is going to sell. I'm going to mm -hmm. recoup what I, what I, all the time it took to record this for, for mm. a week. I'm going to get this back. So I did do a royalty share plus, and she is an indie That's author. Smart. And and royalty, the plus part of royalty share is um, if you if it's $100 per finished hour, that's like the, the plus part. So it's royalty share plus $100 per finished hour, then I can get health and pension. Even though I won't get the, the $100, $75 of that is going to go to my audiobook engineer, who's going to 
proof edit and master everything. I'll see $25 per finished hour. But what's most important is pen is I'll get pension and health, the SAG after a pension and health from that payment. So if you do Royalty Share Plus, it can open up an, a whole other community of narrators you might not be able to afford, you know? So, because normally, normally the union minimum is $250 per finished hour for raw audio. That's the union oh, okay. minimum. And then you have, a, I have a, well, I mean, you, people can do their own. They can learn how to edit, how to proof edit and master their own audiobooks. Um, I find a professional does it better, like a professional audio yeah. engineer does it better. And it frees up time for me to do more books, to narrate. Because I'm interested in narrating, not proofing, editing, and mastering. I can do it. Yeah, I have yeah. done it. But so, yeah. So Royalty Share Plus is, a, is an interesting option if you want people who are established union narrators. It really only works if you know, if the, if the narrator knows they're going to get their money back, meaning because um, gotcha. you're kind of like doing it for free. <laughs> but yeah. So that, that is a budget conscious option. Um, mm. Yeah. If, if you know the book's going to oh, sell. interesting. Yeah. So there, yeah, yeah. there are things you can do. Um, also, you know, I know you said you didn't want to do a Kickstarter, but like some authors, when they have a, an outcry for an audiobook, you know, and, and, the, and the author's like, look, this is my first book. I don't have the money to have a professionally produced audiobook. Um, yeah, yeah. Then they'll put together a Kickstarter so that they can hire a professional narrator. And then everybody's yeah, yeah. happy, the people who love the audiobooks, because there is a community of people who love audiobooks and they've trained yeah, yeah. their ears. And if they hear someone who's not very good, they're not going to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, totally. And if you're going to yep. spend all this money to produce it, you want it to be something that people listen to. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, you know, like in terms of, I know people are like, they're like, Dan talks about case stars all the time. Um, so it's like my first book, like, I, there's just like a couple things where, like, I'm actually trying to, I guess I should be clear because this is like kind of like an ongoing conversation we've had for people. So like I'm trying to wait to pay for my uh, a couple things for my Kindle Bella series, right? Um, to then to then do a Kickstarter later. I guess right now like I'm under because people are gonna be like you just said you were gonna do X X Y and Z and then now you're going back. So what I'm doing actually is uh, I'm just trying to save a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping to actually hire. I'm actually hoping to hire either Sean T. King or Felix Ortiz to do my cover for book one. It's up there, but you know, but they're, they're again, you want to, you know, you want the best of the best. You you need to, you know, you need to pay for it because you know these guys are amazing. You know, people like yourself, and I just think it's important to, you know, to try and start that process early. Um, so I'm hoping to have the cover on to Kickstarter to get the money first. For some other things, and this is where I just want to mention it you know, with some people here with just like creative engineering of your career or, you know, production line, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm trying to then get that first cover done so that then once we get the Kickstarter going, um, we kind of already, you know, are kind of like people are gonna say, oh, man, that's an amazing cover that, you know, one of them or somebody like them did. And then it kind of goes in because um, I like to have the cover earlier because I've noticed some people at Kickstarter, they have those later and they'll switch a cover. I'm like, but again, we just said, right is important so people are like well yeah. why aren't you doing the kickstarter i'm like or if I, you know if i have you like i feel like i really need at least something you know financially to get you into the project to then get a good sample to put on with the cover you know what i mean and like i've seen people with the audio where they did it themselves like well i'm gonna get this person i'm like well, you just you know you just put up a trailer of yourself reading it I know. you know not amy you know what i mean 
And yeah. I think that and that's the okay. Kickstarter is like sometimes yeah, author yeah. reads fine, yeah, yeah. are fun, you know, and they're yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. maybe they speak a little faster than a narrator would, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you get some connection to it, you get some excitement. Yeah. I I'm not bashing author reads. I think no, 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 um, no. But to say yeah. that, like with the cap, I saw someone do that, like you know, then like they hired somebody later, and then I was like, when you oh right, they you know what I mean? Later, I'm right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like you you didn't put the sample up, so it didn't do as well. And then that right. audio narrator was like. Oh, they did the sample and then they're like, oh, you know, and then the Kickstarter didn't, you know, it didn't get succeeded um, and get fulfilled. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, but that was just a front end thing, you know, that, you know, I said, even if you had just talked to that narrator, I said, you know, you guys might have been able to figure, like you were talking, you might have been able to figure something out and just yeah. plan the Kickstarter a little better. So I've like talked to some people recently and I'm like really trying to pre plan a lot of things for the Kickstarter. Cause like if I'm going to have you, for instance, I would get Felix to do like, let's say to do my cover ahead of time. And I would, you know, I would pay him or whatever. Then I would just pay myself back for the Kickstarter. Uh, but I would also for the audiobook, I would also want to do the same thing for you and then just use the Kickstarter to pay myself back. Um, so that's yeah. kind of more my thinking in terms yeah. of like a business aspect. But, you know, I just want to point out to people that, you know, again, if you for book covers for Kickstarter or whatever, because I've seen people switch three or four covers on a kickstarter mm -hmm. and then barely make it or not make it i'm like you really got to put up the cover you know that you're going to give to people you really if i just think if you're going to say that you know you and hutchins is going to do the narration that the sample you know like you need to get paid for it and do it but you know that the sample should be you because again you know you're it's all about premise you know like you're saying i'm going to give you this product and then don't and it's like i don't know i, I just i've seen a lot of them fail recently because of oh, fascinating um yeah, silly things like that. Not silly, but just not well thought out. So yeah, I'm like trying to, to be, do the opposite. It's true. I, I have a friend yeah. who, for a short film, what was so great was she had the team together first. She had mm. the the cover, the the like the logo, like the whole idea of it, um, even before she had shot anything. Um, to 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 fund this um, smart, yeah, just the short film, and yeah, yeah. it was very. It was very well packaged and very well thought out the the kickstarter and so it actually really really worked because they they really planned it like yep. they made people want it they made people want that yeah, yeah. to see that film to to create that film to have that made yep. and so if you have a book cover to latch onto and a narrator to latch onto and you can say let's make this happen yeah and i and i want to help indie authors yeah. you know because you don't have people promoting you it's all self-generated yeah. so if i can yeah. help amplify like i did live narration of a of a book on tiktok with the author's permission oh, that's cool and it was so much fun it was so much fun and then that's she awesome. listened to little snippets of it um she would like kind of come in and just like like she was like peeking and listening to the live narration and it was a working session i wasn't like really chatting or anything i was like literally just recording it and letting people watch on TikTok. and oh, so cool. i got like 150 new followers and i had a oh, little awesome. thing up the whole time i was doing it it said um you know this this book will be it had the book cover and it was like this book will be released in october um please follow natalie wright author you know oh, and cool. i and i so and I think that's great. You know, if she gave me permission to do the whole book. So I, I was like, well, I'm going to be recording it anyway. I can record it with, you know, my phone, <laughs> like yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. somewhere while I do that's a streaming smart. on TikTok while I, and it was, it was surprisingly fun for me. I, it kind of tapped into my theater background, meaning are you really telling a story if there's, no, if, if there's no audience? Like, how do you tell a story yeah, without yeah. an audience? So, um, 
because for, for me, the, the missing character in a play is the audience, that it doesn't feel like you mm -hmm. have a play until that first preview or that dress rehearsal, you know? Um, yeah. So with TikTok, it was cool. It just people would kind of hang out maybe for maybe for 30 seconds, maybe for like an hour. Um, and they would comment and then I'd take like a quick water break and I would see if anybody said anything. And and I would respond to people really quickly as I was like drinking my water and then I go right back into work. And I I flew oh, through cool. it too. I think just because I knew people were there. I wasn't just yeah, recording yeah, yeah. in my booth alone, talking to myself, letting perfectionism get the best of me. And and I was so surprised because the author loved it. She was like, it's great. She's like, it, your performance didn't suffer at all from streaming at the same time. Like it was so, it, yeah. It, so if I can help with self-promotion, I mean, help with um, the book's promotion in whatever way, I'm happy yeah, to yeah. do that, you know, if I have the author's it's permission. See, and that's just like, I just was talking about something there because I'm trying to get people to realize I'm like, why, you know, because I had somebody there like, I feel like, oh, uh, they said something at the end for the promo. And they're like, oh, this, this is going to come out after my promo is ended. I go, no, just talk about the promo. I'm like, I'll just cut the audio and the video together and we'll just make our own promo now. And I'll just put it everywhere. I said, only take a few, you know what I mean? I was like, why recreate the wheel? You know, they're like, oh, should right. we re-record something? I go, no, just take it right from this. I said, like, don't worry about it. I go, just, just talk. And, you know, and that's what we did. We did two advertisements. I'm kind of right in the interview. So I'm just taking those and then, you know, I'm putting them on YouTube and then I'll put them on TikTok and, That's you know, and on Instagram. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to tell people I'm teaching it right now to, the, you know, my kids um, for seniors. I'm like, why? If you can, if you're already going to be there, like we had a field day and we're trying to get more people to come to our school because um, it's not charter school. It's like an alternative school for kids that really want to do technology as well. So I teach oh, cool. social studies and teach them. Yeah. Like through technology. Um, so we do like 3D printing, um, like we have a Wazer, like all sorts of cool things, like a GoForge, all these cool things, do a lot of audio, we're doing podcasts, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to get people to come here and I'm like, guys, I'm like, we already had an event that was really fun and really cool. I go, why not just have you guys take video and photos? And instead of having to recreate something fun, we're, we're just doing it, you know, and yes. like, oh, that makes sense. And we're doing a new website for our school. So I'm like, you want to, you know, two birds, one stone, you know, and I'm exactly. talking, so what you guys were doing is exactly such a good example that I'm going to use tomorrow for good, my class, yeah. but it's such a good example of you're already doing it. Why not just like, like, yeah, and so like, now oh, I have we people have your... who are excited about like yeah. season of the dragon. They're like, oh, I can't wait yeah, for season yeah, yeah. of the dragon to come out. And it's like it's such cool. good cross-pollination between your skills and hers, and you yeah. know, get you guys both new followers. I mean, exactly. I talk, I talk about it all the time. I'm like, why don't we just do more of that? You know? So yeah, I think that just I think that just makes more sense. I think that's really cool. And now you got my my mind whirling a little bit trying yeah. to so <laughs> think there of some are things, things that you cool. can do that don't cost money to promote your book and yep. to get people totally. to know about it so yep. then that's why you should save your money for something really important <laughs> that will hook yeah, people yeah, yeah. and make them buy it you know yeah. so yeah no totally yeah well, i know <laughs> some people are doing like the the book trailers and i'm like that's great i was like but the one i'm just saying the ones that i've seen that have done the best have had somebody talking and it's somebody other than like people hired a narrator and i'm like Okay. I'm like, so you, one of my friends, he goes, so I put down, I think he did like 750 or something. I mean, it was like a quick one. He's like, well, it was a little pricey, but it, I mean, the narrator was fabulous. Um, and they did such a good job with the trailer, you know, they didn't have that much to say, you know, but like, it was like a really great product. And the person yeah. they had was so cool. You know, we talk about a fantasy world and the guy sounded 
kind of like Ian McKellen, you know, oh, yeah. and it was just, you know what I mean? It was something just, that makes people want to just want the product. Oh, They're like, I hear it and they go, sharing. I want that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. And that's when yeah, you get your money back. Cool. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. And then he put his, he, so he plugged both of them, you know, and he me like really plugged him. And then I know that guy, you hear that narrator, uh, you know, was able to then, you know, get some other things because um, yeah. he had just kind of started and stuff. But it was it was like it was a couple years ago that they did it now. It feels like yesterday because I had a kid. But yeah, it was just so interesting, you know, <laughs> but I've seen other people just try and put images or pictures together with just words. And it doesn't have as I think as much of a flavor to it as, you know, would a narrator. But I've seen it done really well. And he's like, yeah, I mean, he he made it all in sales, you know, back like very very quickly and i mean i told him i was like dude that's gotta be one of the coolest book trailers i've ever seen <laughs> like and you want you know, people and, talking about that right and yeah and everybody yeah. everybody was sharing it, yeah and i think it's my first got on a tiktok actually um was because people were sharing that and i was like oh i just gotta see because he put the a trailer of the trailer on there and a couple of clips and things and then um he had like an unveiling and everything you know oh, and, yeah. like, uh, released the trailer it's yep. so yep. smart it's super so cool. smart yeah yeah, like I have. So there's a, a lot you can do. Bar. Social media is huge. Yeah, like yeah, social yeah. media like is a, like, yeah. Yeah, I have a gaming <laughs> bar that. Sorry, my audio cut off. I have a gaming bar I used to work at, and um, they do live events for free. So what's a gaming um, bar? Oh man, it's so fun. What? So you go and they have specific <laughs> board games and stuff that you can pick. They have like a menu. Yep, it's it's so cool. It's <laughs> and so there are cool. alcoholic drinks as well. Yep, along yeah. <laughs> with that, that like kind of tailored to certain games and things, and they'll have certain game nights, and it's so oh. so now it's cool. So they'll do an event. So uh, an author got a hold of me recently, and I actually have to reschedule our interview, um, because he got really busy. But uh, he got a hold of me. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be here for this event," and I was like, "I'm trying." So I went to the event, but it was a little later than I thought. Um, and my son was like, "No, I need dad home," so I had to go. And I was like, "Well, I can interview you because we're gonna do a live interview." I was like, well, I can interview you at another date and then, um, you know, we can talk about this event. Um, but it was so cool. He had like coasters that he made for the event that had his QR code and were his book cover. And they didn't call. Oh. I looked him up. You can get like a sleeve of like a thousand for like 15 bucks, you know. Seriously? And That's amazing. It's really nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. So I told my buddy, I said, I'm so going to do that. And then, yeah. you know, he invited people in town, you know, friends and family. And I'm like, That's genius. I'm like, and I, I saved his coaster. I'm like, that's so smart, you know. And yeah, there's just so many cool things I've seen people do like that recently where I'm like, why not? You know, yeah, like you I just saw, have to like really saw, be inventive. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I, but I, I think it's good again, where, you know, like if I hadn't have interviewed you, I wouldn't have thought of, you know, having a narrator do that, you know, because you're already paying for the service. It's like, why not just get a little out of it and extra exactly. out of it for both people? So yeah. I think that's really smart. Because I know? got more followers. She got more followers and I was going to work anyway. I was going to be recording it anyway. And I, yeah, and it actually not? made me record a little faster. I didn't speak faster, but I yeah, think yeah. having an audience and like made me a little more hyper focused. So I didn't make as many mistakes when I was just knowing people. It was like that theater back background just kicking in. Like, you know, I yeah, made yeah. fewer mistakes. I stopped less frequently. And I asked my engineer, I was like, is this just terrible audio? Like, do you have to like paste over with room tone noises or anything? And he was like, no, Amy, it's, it was fine. I didn't hear a difference at all. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Wow, because I was normally I'm two to one, two hours in the booth to one finished hour. And I was almost like one and a half hours in the booth to one finished hour. Wow. Because like wow. and my husband I came out of the booth and I was like, I'm done. And he was like, What? <laughs> I was still gonna watch like another two TV show like programs before yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd be done, you know. <laughs> Cause I flew through that book, but 
Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, a, yeah, live that's narration so, so is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's just so interesting because that, I feel like that for you could, that could be like your thing, you know, with like print authors, you know, be like, hey, this worked really well. And, you know, and then it's just, you know, both audiences keep growing. I mean, that's yeah. just, I don't know, that's super cool. My, but yeah. my other books, the, the books I did right after that one have been books with publishers and publishers are the exact opposite. You have to sign these, um, you know, confidentiality agreements and you can't say a thing about the books. Like I can't say anything about the books that I'm doing, but with independent authors, you're, you're helping them. But these publisher books, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I have to sign and not say a thing. I can say something when it's pre up for pre-release and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I wish I could do live narration for those because it's just, I discovered it and then it was taken away from me. And I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still well, having always, a lot of fun, but. Yeah. It's always fun because like when I, when I have somebody like Scott Drakeford um, was on for Rise of the Mages that he wrote for Tor. And so like he can't talk about book two. Uh, he goes, it's done, but I can't talk about it. It's been done for a year and a half, but the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, yep. that's just good to know that it's done. So now I tease all the authors. I go, because like Indy and I have some other people, you know, that asked me and I was like, well, I was like, do you have a secret project you can't talk about? So that's like the the newest thing is people are like, yeah, 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 I got a secret project. And one author, she goes, well, I have a secret project, but I'm working on something. I go, just say that. I'm like, it's still a secret if you, you even from yourself, you know, Um, but that's because a lot of traditional authors that come on and, you know, and said, you know, because they can't talk about, it, you know, nope. Um, mm -hmm. so it's really interesting. But yeah, yeah. that's really funny. Yeah. It's like not at all, or please help me promote the book. <laughs> it's like yeah, all or yeah, nothing, yeah. depending on who you're working for, a narrator's working for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's super funny. Oh, yeah. Um, so we talked about quite a bit. We kind of just kind of talked. I felt like I didn't want to stop I didn't stick us to the kinda... questions. I no, hope your audience I, doesn't but, mind. No, the thing is, is like, I feel like people, when we have a good conversation, and I'm, people have been around a while, they know me. If we have a good conversation going, I'm not going to not going to stop it. Like HC Newell and I, two episodes ago, like we were just going and I'm like, Oh, it's fine. I didn't have anything at, you know, after and then we, we went over like about 10 minutes, but I was like, <laughs> I felt like it was like really good stuff, you know? And, um, I don't ever want to stop somebody, you know, I feel like we, right. you know, talked about well, a lot of good things and do you want me to answer again, like any said, questions quickly? I could do like a quick round where I just answer. Well, in little yeah, that'd be snippets. great. Actually. Uh, I was actually really curious, um, you know, in terms of maybe some, if you don't mind, or if you can say, uh, maybe some favorite characters or roles you've done recently, of things that maybe have already come out, if you're allowed sure. to talk about them. Or... Yeah. Um, so the very first book that I ever did was The Magicians of Venice by Amy Quivelainen. And it's oh, this cool. really fun uh, romantic fantasy uh, book series. And um, the... The publisher said I would do all three, and then I did the first one, and it was great. And then um, it was my very first book, so, you know, but I thought it was great, and I got some nice little reviews on it. And uh, he didn't ask me to do the second one, and I found out the second book was being made, and I was like, why? So I reached out to him, and I was like, hi, I wanted to do it. I love these books. And he was like, oh, I, I thought, I assumed you'd say no, because they hadn't really started to take off and because it was royalty share mm. I it hadn't really started to take off and I thought you would say no and I was like oh I love these books so much and it was my first book and I, I miss these I love these characters so much yeah, yeah. and um and he's like great do book three and I was like I'll do book three and so I, I came back just this year oh, cool. to do book three royalty share out of my own pocket but I love this author and I did, and it's a nostalgic thing because I, I did the first book. So yeah. Magicians of Venice by Amy Quivelainen and I did The King's Seal by Amy Quivelainen and um, that's book three. And my favorite character is Marco Dandolo. He is a Venetian uh, detective and he's trying to commit, quit smoking and he's like grumpy and he's surly 
and I, he just tickled me so much. Um, and the, the protagonist is this Australian uh, archaeologist, and she's amazing. And so the two of them, they don't have a romantic connection. But I just mm. fell in love with his um, Venetian grumpiness. And yeah, it's yeah. so silly. And it was so nice to come back to that character. Because I recorded it in 2020, in like August of 2020. And then to do book three, that was um, just, I guess, in the spring of this year, mm. you know, it, April 2023. So it was really fun. It felt coming home to this family of crazy magicians who live in Venice that I had created. And I got to come back to them. So it, that oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's super cool. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually have book one on my TBR uh, pile on oh, Amazon. Yeah. It, it came up for something similar. And I was like, I looked at it. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And it's a really fun book a, series. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I there's an archaeologist, I'm like, done. So I, yeah, I added that. So that's funny. I actually yeah. just discovered, I think, like a month or two ago. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. That's really funny. Archaeological <laughs> thrillers. Yeah, I've done some. I've done some archaeological thriller series. I'm currently doing the oh, Adrian West cool. series by L.D. Goffigan, and oh, um, I did cool. the entire Belial, almost the entire Belial series by R.D. Brady, and they're both oh, those okay. archaeological thrillers. So, oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay, well, you we just sold a, a couple lot of audio research. There. <laughs> well, I don't get a kickback from those, but, <laughs> but, well, I'm but just saying either way. <laughs> no, it's great. I love them. I, I'm happy to help them. Um, yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good to know. A lot um, of dialects in and those I, and a lot of uh yeah, yeah, I was gonna to, say. a lot of pronunciation research in those archaeological yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. super cool. Uh, well, I was curious um before we get done here, um, like at the tail end, uh last like five minutes or so, uh, what was one major obstacle that you had to overcome in terms of like your career? Um I have alopecia and I developed androgenic mm. alopecia in my 20s. And as an actor on stage, that really kind of freaked me out because I was like auditioning for all these beautiful roles and to have alopecia mm. with your hair thinning and trying to figure out that solution was really challenging. And it really kind of shook me a bit because, you know, you get cast based on how you look as a theater actor, yeah. and especially like playing like young ingenues. And that was really tricky for me, um, trying to figure out how to deal with it and Ultimately, I finally just kind of like came out of the closet and I, I started like, you know, wearing hair and or first I tried to cover it up and then I, you mm. know, I did all kinds of things. And finally, I just realized, you know, just be authentic. Just tell people you don't have to hide. And so that was a crazy obstacle because it affected my looks. It didn't really affect my health, but it yeah, affected yeah, my yeah. looks, you know, and it therefore yeah, yeah. It made me less castable because I didn't have like gorgeous long hair. And and so now I can just buy whatever hair I want. And um. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's great. Like I just had to let that go because it just it, it caused a lot of anxiety for me, worrying. Oh, did I not get that part because of how I look? Because my hair is really thin, and you know what I mean. It just. I it, I totally do actually because I have yeah. a um a thyroid uh, problem. I don't know if you can oh. tell, but I have my skin's discoloring yes. everywhere. Yes. So my beard, my skin underneath is like I wear a beard because my skin just looks awful. Um, it looks like I got. To like really like burned, but just it's very like noticeable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I totally get it. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So my to, son to all the time's like playing with my. You oh, know, he my probably skin loves it because that's knows. you. He yeah. does. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it made me feel better about it. I have to say, but it was right? it was rough there for a little bit. I was just like, oh, there's not much you can do about it. So right. I totally, I totally get. Yeah, like that. The, the day yeah. I shaved my head and was like, I'm never gonna run through my hand hair again and just have it come out in clumps. The day I shaved my head, I felt great. I felt like free and liberated. I haven't shown anybody other than like my husband or like family members, but like no yeah. one's seen it really. I haven't like debuted it, but 
but for me at least <laughs> i feel free of it you know and yeah yeah, yeah. it helps it helps my anyway. wife when i shaved I, I i messed up at a wedding so i had to shave and that was the last time i think that was four years ago it was the last time i you know like didn't have a beard but now you can tell because of my hair on top my yes. skin underneath is definitely more affected so oh. i was she goes oh you should shave i go no i was like i i'm not ready to like right. kind of see it um but yeah, i understand so I, that, I totally a understand million. that. I, yeah yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Well, that's a really good one, though. I think that uh, I just always like obstacles. I started thinking about recently. So we've been asking a lot of people because, you know, I have so many kids. They're like asking me and I'm like, have this little obstacle, you know, and then they'll just stop. I'm like, you can't. Stop. I'm like, you have great things to do and accomplish. I'm like, and there's going to be worse things that are popping up in your life later on. Unfortunately, I already have, you know, that you have to overcome to do those yeah. great things. So I think that talking about obstacles, I think is always a really good one. And there's adults too. I think that forget, you know, that, you know, all of us are dealing with obstacles and, you know, and coming every single one know. of us. Yeah. 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 Um, but I wanted just to also just real quick ask you, you know, do you have any advice for other actors trying to break into the book or audio mm -hmm. drama market? Yeah. So if you're a SAG-AFTRA or, um, you, or, um, equity member, if you're a member of either equity or SAG-AFTRA and you're an actor, go to the SAG-AFTRA foundation voiceover lab. It is, the best resource, it is free. Also free is the Narrator's Roadmap, narratorsroadmap.com. Um, it's run by someone named Karen Commons and um, and it, she just has compiled an amazing resource for people who are just starting out. So it oh, has cool. all the information of like, what digital audio workstation should I use? What doll should I use? What microphone should I get? How, how do I start? Where are auditions? Who are casting people? Like it answers oh, awesome. all of those questions. So the Narrator's Roadmap, and if you're a member of the union, the SAG-AFTRA SAG Foundation Voiceover Lab. They have one in LA and they have one in New York. And because since the pandemic, they also offer virtual classes. So oh, that's really cool. It's a fantastic resource. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous because like we don't have that. Maybe maybe us authors should unite and, and create that. <laughs> right? A union? An yeah. author union? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody <laughs> about that. They're like, yeah, it just doesn't affect us. I'm like, well, first of all, I go, it affects people. I said that I consider myself a person. So I was like, I feel like it affects me when somebody, you know, can't get enough to eat or pay for their insurance. It just so happens I have friends that are actors and writers, you know, and yeah. I'm like, who are in these associations. And, you know, I'm like, not everybody gets paid the same that Brad Pitt does, you know, and oh, a lot of gosh. people don't know no. that, you know, oh. and, yeah, something like I'm only one percent like, of actors make that kind of money. Yeah. And yep, the rest even of close us to are, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably way less than that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, you're just talking about people that, you know, like you just know, you know, like, I'm oh. just, I don't know. It's crazy. People I'm, also blanch yeah. it like the rates when I quote them, but I'm like, do you know that for one finished hour of work, I put at least, at least six hours of work into that one finished yeah, yeah. hour. So, yep. Yep. you know, like this book is not just the time I spend in the booth recording it. It's all of the research and all of the prep and all the character analysis that I do beforehand, before I even... Yep sit in the booth and all the correspondence with the the authors yeah, yeah, yeah. and getting on the same page and there's there's it's i love it but it's not just i record i'm done yeah. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. it <laughs> well then you gotta talk about edits and you know all sorts you know you know all yeah. sorts of things that you're doing and then i do to, the pickups you know... i have to do all the corrections yep. afterward and yep. that could take a while a while yep. <laughs> well, it's funny while. it's funny to me that i talk to authors that will spend 14 years on a book and they want to get paid $9.99 per Kindle book, which, by the way, that's a Brandon Sanderson or Stephen King price. I see. Um, 
And, you know, but then, you know, they won't want to pay, you know, you or Felix or, you know, somebody or an editor, you know, like Sarah Torrent, you know, what they're, what they should get, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, I just think if you're going to do, if you're going to have a business, you know, you need to be prepared for those costs, um, yeah. you know, and that's and why I'm offer, doing certain things. So I do offer a lower rate to independent authors, like what I quote mm. to independent new authors is different than what I quote to established independent mm. authors who have are doing well or, or yeah. what I quote to producers. So, you know, we all are aware and we all try, but yeah. I just don't want to do it for free and do all of that work and then not get anything back in return. And sometimes yeah, royalty yeah. share can that can happen. Um, it is a yeah, gamble. Yeah, yeah. But so it's if I'm going to yeah. do it, I want to know I'm going to make it back. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. totally. totally. <laughs> I always tell people, pay your people. You know, if I start yeah. a restaurant, I'm going to pay my people and take care of my people more than somebody else does, you know, and I, that's what I do with my students. And they all seem much happier in my classes, you know, than previous teachers, you know, or something like that. And it's because they take yeah. care of my people, you know, so I just, yeah. my, my uncle, um, yeah, he used to run a restaurant and hotel and he took care of his people and he would go and find the best people and he took care of them. And, yeah. you know, they were one of the most successful, you know, businesses around. Uh, in that part of you know northern ohio and there was a reason for it so i always tell people take care of your people and you know, yeah. they'll take care of you so oh we yeah. have to go it's all, it's almost time oh it's okay it's okay yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Shoot. Uh, so we're right here on the last question so that's okay. totally fine and okay, we actually great. got to all the topics so that was amazing oh, we sweet. got a lot of extra stuff in there so i'm really excited <laughs> about that um i always love one where i can i have to i'm like my wife's like how to go i'm like i have to go back and like write this down and listen to this and look up this so it gave me a lot to do um which is a really good thing because i learned a lot uh, so do you have any news updates, current projects like that, that you can share with us? Mm -mm. I can't. So you have I a bunch of working secret with projects. I have a bunch of secret projects that I'm really excited better. about. Um, I love surprises. And I guess I can say that some of them are fantasy. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, that's exciting. But yeah, nope, not allowed to. I just had to sign all those contracts. Well, the funny thing is, is you would, you would think that our viewership would go down with that. But whenever we say secret projects, it goes up. So it's, it's hilarious <laughs> to me. So I expect this to spike because you said secret and <laughs> projects. Excellent. But that's awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much. I really want to appreciate for coming on. I, like I said, I learned a lot. It was awesome. Um, if you know anybody yeah. else that wants to come on, you know, I'm hoping at one point to get like a seminar with uh, several oh, voice yeah. actors like yourself. Okay. Yeah, to come on and we'll, we can talk about a particular topic and I'll give it to you guys oh, ahead that would of time. Be so and then fun i think it'd be really fun for the winner for all of us so <laughs> yeah we'll be sending oh. uh some invites out and things like that so well thank you so much for asking and asking me to do this and i just wanted to say like yeah. i'm you know you emailed me you found my email on my link tree uh from tiktok so like i'm super open to chatting with authors you know emailing back and forth oh, perfect so please if you have a question like i'm speaking to your audience i don't know <laughs> if any author has a question i'm always open to them uh shooting me an email it's amy hutchins vo at gmail.com um you can listen to a ton of samples on my website amyhutchins.com forward slash audiobooks um but yeah i'm i'm approachable i'm gonna be nice i promise <laughs> she doesn't bite it's okay <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna bite i'm uh, not gonna bite <laughs> I just want to remind people too that Amy's um her website and uh, links can be found in the description. So make sure you're going there and check out her website um, and different services and products that she's provided. Um, just want to make sure we're also reviewing those. This goes back to what I've been saying that anytime there's an audible or you know or audiobook, please review them. Audible is separate. 
these products are separate than Amazon and Kindle. Um, Goodreads and Kindle are connected, but all these other products are going to be separate. So if you're on Nook or Audible, they're separate. So please make sure Thank that you. you are pasting the review. I have them all copied. I think I have 10 more on Audible that I have to take from Audible to then go and um, say reviewed on Audible, but not on Amazon and Goodreads yet. So I have to still right. take those this week because I, I realized that, that a while back. Because I feel like, like people only leave reviews when they want to complain. And because yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. have like a ton of like five star reviews because maybe some people hit a, a, a rating. But then like we yep. read the reviews and it's horrible things. <laughs> Just horrible. Yeah, and it only so takes please like help 20 balance words. It, out. <laughs> it only takes 20 words. I really liked it because these two things were great. And then you're done. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. helps everybody out. So yeah, no, totally. Well, Amy, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I look forward to talking in the future and seeing more of your TikToks. But other than that, I hope you have a great rest of the day and hopefully we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Daniel. You too. Yeah, not a problem. See you later. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye.